Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Um, Fabian, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I had such a wonderful evening with you back at the end of March. And um, you're truly inspirational in the talk that you gave at Expert Empires. And I'd love to share your story um, with the audience here about how you started, because I know you started in actually a very different industry, I think, as a health coach. Yes, I did. I, uh, I left my corporate job in 1999. I was living in New York and I was studying health and nutrition. And I thought, you know, I just can't keep going. This isn't my life's purpose, selling advertising space. And I thought, well, this might be my way out and I could get some freedom. And, um, and I started my own practice after going to nutrition school and I didn't get enough clients. And I was living in midtown Manhattan and very expensive rent and floating my life and my business on credit cards. And I had to figure out what to do. And uh, I called my dad in the middle of the night and I said, okay, so I have some clients and I'm making some money, but not enough to pay my, my bills. And I don't know what to do. I'm crying. It's three o'clock in the morning. And he said to me, you got to figure this out. (laughs) And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I was asking for your help. <laughs> I've got to figure out how to get clients. And to some people that's a, like a duh, of course, but to me it was, yeah, I got to figure out how to get clients and long story, super short. Um, I ended up creating by, by learning everywhere I could because I was committed to not going back to corporate or working for somebody else. I was committed to figuring out how to get clients. And I uh, eventually, a year later, filled my practice um, in, in eight months, actually, to full capacity with everything that I learned about authentic marketing and authentic client attraction. And I had created a, a client attraction system for myself. Um, and, and other people started asking, what is this client attraction system? How do you have a full practice in eight months when I saw you less than a year ago and you were scraping the bottom of the barrel? And I just started having tea with my friends and saying, okay, you need to do this and do this, this, and this. And they would get new clients and and they'd like, this is amazing. Tell me more. And then a year later I stopped doing my nutrition practice and I started what was then a client attraction practice. And I ran that for 15 years, more than 15 years. Um, I'm, I'm known in my area for, you know, the client attraction system. But after a while, I got to multiple six figures and then to seven figures, uh, with, which is crazy, crazy, crazy. I never imagined back then uh, wow. all those 3 a.m. I don't have enough client sweats that I'd have a multi-million dollar practice. That being said, when I started getting to that place, people started asking, okay, I have plenty of clients. I don't need more clients. I need to know how to leverage and to create passive income. And how do I work with hundreds of clients and customers as opposed to just 30? And so I taught them how I'd done it. Um, And there's a whole, you know, how do you leverage? How do you go from overwhelmed at six figures to seven figures with your life back? And it's all about leveraging your time, your team, your systems, your business model, um, uh, you know, everything. And uh, so this is what I do now in the world is basically, I'll, I'll tell you this, I help people find that edge of what they're here to do on the planet and then multiply that in service to the world uh, in their business with authenticity, integrity, and love. 
And that's, that's what I've been doing now for 20 years. Uh, and while having an exceptionally, or sometimes I say an obscenely lovely quality of life. <laughs> Which is amazing. That's the thing. So did you initially, when you were doing the client attraction system, at this point, were you still working with your clients one-to-one or had you then moved on to go into sort of group and leverage style um, at that point? Yeah, the first few years, I, I was your regular just, uh, well, first it was in person, but when I was doing nutrition, it was in person. And then when I moved, I moved to the phone and the phone, well, one, it was wonderful because I didn't have to worry about when people came to my tiny, tiny 350 square foot apartment. I didn't have to worry about like, is my bra on the floor in the bathroom or <laughs> 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 my socks somewhere, you know, uh, did, did, you know, whatever. Um, so moving to the phone helped me, even though New York has 8 million inhabitants, um, it helped me reach other people. I started working with a person in a referral from San Francisco and then another one from Boston. And then lo and behold, somebody referred me to someone in Bulgaria. And however American this sounds, and please forgive me, I had no idea where Bulgaria was. (laughs) I was like, this is crazy. So moving to the phone was the first thing is becoming virtual. And it was a benefit on so many levels. And then it was about taking my intellectual property. What I, what I realized is that, okay, this is, this is the story of how I hope this serves. This is the story of how I went from one to many and then to many, many, mm-hmm. uh, while still, while actually increasing results. Um, is I realized over time working with so many hundreds of clients, I was in the end teaching the same thing to every single one of them. And uh, when I was nutrition, it was, okay, you need to go from white to, you know, whole grain and you need to go from processed to vegetables and you need to go from non-organic to organic and you need all these things. And, and there were these pillars that even though there are lots of other things that I would teach, these pillars that I would that I would share, and these pillars, if they did these, you know, let's say, twelve things or ten things fully, their health would change. And the same thing happened in business. I had this ten-step client attraction system, and if if you did all these ten steps, you would fill your practice within a year, depending on how far along you were a year to two years where most people took three or four years. And it was these, it was what I call your proprietary system. The thing that you teach all the time, because most people think, Oh, but everybody needs customization. That's not true. No. If you can have the pillars, 80% of it is the pillars. And then you can add the, the, the stuff and the art on top of it. But the craft is the pillars, craft versus art. And that is what can be uh, leveraged, scaled, and um, yeah, just like you can work with so many more people. So I think your question was, how does one get to working with many, many people? As you create your proprietary system, this is what we teach in, in the Bold Heart Business Program. You, you create your proprietary system and then you find ways of delivering it in a way that you can work instead of with 30 people, you can work with 300 people or mm-hmm. 3,000 people which is what we do now in different levels of however uh, much access you want. Um, And it helps you take your message into the world 
uh, and change the world in a much bigger way. And I believe that I'm a spiritual person. I believe that source, God, universe, goddess, whatever you want to call her, uh, wants us to take our gifts into the world in a much, much bigger way. So that's where it starts. Absolutely. And I think it's almost your responsibility because I found the same things in my business is that I was teaching the same things, teaching people how to, you know, um, interpret their own genetic information for optimal health. And the same principles were coming through. They just had to do it in slightly different ways. And you can talk to a big audience, but then you start to realize that I can either sit here hourly one by one with each client telling them very similar things And I don't know about you, but one of the things I found as well is the community that you create by reaching a wider audience is so powerful in and of itself and and so lovely for the people that are in it. Yeah. And, you know, when you create a community, there are some people, whether those people are paying clients or customers or not, um, some of them won't buy. Many of them won't buy. Yeah. Of that worldwide community. And that's okay. Yes. I think a lot of people say, I don't want to put content out there because I'm just giving away content and some people won't buy. First of all, this is how I look at it. To whom much is given, much is expected. And if you've been given a lot of, after a while, when you get to multiple six, multiple seven figures, it's totally okay to have your free content be the stuff that also changes lives. I believe that we have a divine duty a moral obligation to use what we know to serve Mm -hmm. in a really big way. And there are some people who will never work with you and there are many people who will, and it's a great balance. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love that spiritual side that when we met, that was really, really came through for me. And you mentioned actually that you spent some time with the Dalai Lama not long ago. I'd love to hear more about that. And I think so the listeners. So I spent a week with uh, the Dalai Lama uh, by private invitation uh, and his um, right hand, um, I, don't, I think it's disrespectful to call him his right hand man, but um, Sam Dung Rinpoche, who used to be, I believe, the prime minister of Tibet, but don't judge me if I got it wrong. Anyway, um, uh, we spent, uh, a small group of us went there in December to learn how to change the world. And uh, I I have two books coming out, one about the leveraged business and how you go from six figures to seven figures and gain your life back. But the next book is is going to be called This is How You Change the World, because I believe that we solo entrepreneurs, especially women, are the ones who will shift the the toxic ways of, of, of how we're showing up on our planet. Nonetheless, I showed, I showed up in, in Dharamsala in India. Um, and the first words out of their mouth was the world is not okay. Really? That was the first. And it is, is it? It's not. No. I barely watch the news because it isn't okay. And I think it just messes with your head too much. We're, we're, I think we're all in massive denial. Mm. We, we know about climate change, um, the Dalai Lama that Friday, and I'm not here to bring bad news. We all know this is happening and no one's actually taking much action. Not no one. The, 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 the majority of the population isn't, isn't actually paying attention the way that it could. But there's good news. And I'm here. I'm a deliverer of good news. I'm a positive person. OK, so um, the world is not okay. And the Dalai Lama said, um, in 200 years, if we don't do anything, our planet will be a desert. 
And um, that really was like, oh, okay. Wow. um, If I, so you expect me to be super frank and totally myself, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I may be, I may have been a business coach and still am for 20 years. And I'm also here in service of the divine feminine, if that's okay to say. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, um, and what I learned and what was reinforced, even though these words never came out of their mouths in, in India, um, my belief system says that it's the toxic masculine, not the divine masculine, not the lovely men that we have in our lives who are doing good, but the toxic masculine um, that is unbalanced. Mm-hmm. And um, everything from wars to climate change to, you know, everything, um, everything that you can imagine uh, that you know about is, is coming from that energy. And the balance of that is the divine feminine. The divine feminine is loving, compassion, kindness, equanimity, meaning we treat everybody the same. It's collaboration, not competition or greed. It's sharing, not um, taking. Uh, All of the creating, nurture, family, love, sensuality, sexuality, because all of those things are creative energies. Mm -hmm. So fascinating for me to go and hear from the Dalai Lama's mouth, there are four things that will change the world. It's loving kindness. Yeah. Compassion, yeah, equanimity, mm-hmm. and living with joy. Yeah, that's very powerful. And actually, it's funny because if you look at the longest lived people across the world as well, they have those things. If you look at the blue zones, and there's a real sense of community. Um, because I don't know if you're familiar with Dan Butner's work on um, blue zones and what he investigated, and he's been around the world, you know, there's a few blue zones pockets across the world. Why do they live such long lives and they don't seem to suffer from chronic disease? Yes. Thinking what's well, going to be one diet or it's going to be they're doing one thing or another. And it wasn't what linked these blue zones together because, you know, they're widespread. One place in California, then we had Okinawa, Japan, um, Sardinia. What actually the common thread was, was this sense of spirituality of purpose and community yeah. and that kindness and everyone has a role and living with nature and eating clean food yes and exercise and and living your life's purpose and being in community and all of the lovely things if I might say those are all feminine after yes. getting closer to nature community collaboration fulfillment being not just doing all of those things so, so almost that concept of enlightenment, would you say? Say that again? Would you, say, would you describe it as being similar to the concept of enlightenment? So this femininity, it's people that are more in touch because from what you're saying is, it's not about being a man or a woman. Men can access this equally. It's, yeah. The combination of both. It's yes. It's the yin and the yang. It's the yeah. and the masculine. If we had an over... Um, if we had a toxic ma- uh, feminine or too much feminine, uh, we would all be being and not doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. We need both. And this is actually what I teach our business owners is that my company is called Boldheart, boldheart.com. And it's the bold, which is the masculine, which is the strategy and the implementation and the accountability and the mindset. Mm-hmm. And then there's the heart aligning your 
business with your life's purpose and collaborating and love, love, love and celebrating and joy and friendship and intuition and creativity. And most going back to the business piece, most um, uh, mentors that I've had over my life and I'm grateful for them were all masculine and very masculine. And so I had to strategize and take action and implement and ah, ah. But there was no room for my feelings. There was no room for my intuition and my creativity and bonding and and hugs and love and dancing and joy and flowers and enjoying food together. And so this is what we do is is the reason it works so well, as everything in nature does work well, is when you have a combination of the masculine and the feminine working together and so i don't know how we went on the tangent of how we're going to change the world but the way we're going to change the world is by having more feminine energy in a higher place and so 95 percent of our members in the bold heart business program are female Mm -hmm. and they have a big heart. It's essentially a a rite of passage to to come into our program is you want to help people and you are um, open to making a change in the world and you're also open to doing it in a much bigger way. And that idea of we, women and men who lead with their hearts, the bigger we play, with how we grow our businesses, not from a place of a commun- uh, uh, accumulation, but from a place of seriously leaving a legacy and doing something good, the more we will change the world. And so it's bring it's the it's the feminine rising. It's the my job is to really empower and just I, I say this a lot. I just want to be like I just want to activate people. I just want to go like this. activate the women and the men who lead with their hearts to take their life's purpose through their business and to, and to really take up more space and to really um, uh, let just, yeah, take up more space and be known and get more clients and create a movement and leverage their businesses Mm -hmm. so that they, so that we can um, uh, balance what isn't balanced in the world. And did you find as well, presumably in your business, because what I've found is actually when you come from a place of service, a lot of people think, as you say, they've got to concentrate on this very sort of masculine format and drive it further. And it's all as Joe Dispenza would think about. I don't know if you've come across his work, but he'll say you're too much matter and not enough weight because at that point you're not connecting with your energy and you're trying to force a scenario. Whereas actually when you come from a place of service and love, then actually the business, the clients come anyway. So here's what I've noticed because I work mostly with women is that, um, yeah, many of us are driven, ambitious. I, I'm a force of nature or you likely are as well, Angela. Um, and many of us are, and we have a tendency to, through being a force of nature and because the masculine has been rewarded for 5,000 years. So those of us who seek significance will become masculine so we can get rewarded, mm-hmm. um, we tend to go a little too much to the masculine side. And so we become a human doing. Yeah. We, we uh, believe me, I, I've coached tens of thousands of women business owners at this point, and I see it. I see it coming down the bowling lane, right? I see when they go too masculine. And what happens is um, they start to eat a lot. 
Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, because that's they're interesting. Numbing. They're numbing their natural uh, feeling. They're doing, 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 doing. Yeah. And they forget to be. So part of, so I have a program also, I don't know if we ever, you and I talked about that that evening called uh, Bold Heart Woman, boldheartwoman.com. There's boldheart.com for Bold Heart Business and Bold Heart Woman. It's all about the difference between masculine and feminine energy. And especially in business, listen, you and I sometimes have to go into our masculine to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. right? But most women stay there. And so what they see is a loss of intimacy in their marriage mm-hmm. because a, a heterosexual man does not want to be with a masculine woman. Yeah. In most cases. Mm-hmm. In most cases. In most cases. <laughs> um, you see uh, a, a woman who's going against the grain. And so she has to numb. And so she numbs with food or she numbs with alcohol or many yeah. other things. And she also loses her friends, loses her creativity. And many times she, um, i got to be careful if I, sometimes in, in small cases, uh, she finds that she, uh, she can't produce a baby mm-hmm. because she's in her masculine all the time. I'm not a health practitioner anymore. Yeah. It's just my thought and I'm sure I'm wrong, but just in case I'm right. Um, she's so much in her masculine that she's going against the grain. And after a while she burns out. Yes. And part of the masculine and feminine, especially if you're a woman in business is to learn how to go back into the feminine. And that is all part of your program is is teaching women to go back into the feminine. Right. So it's the spirituality. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the sensuality. I don't talk about the sensuality piece in my business program, but let's just say it's sprinkled on top, but it's in my Bold Heart Woman program, right? Okay. In fact, if you haven't seen it, go to boldheartwoman.com and watch the video. You'll okay. see me in a way you haven't seen me yet. But okay. nonetheless, it, 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 what we do in the business program is teach women that it, you, can, you can talk about your feelings. Yeah. It's important. We women are built to talk. We're built to work things out before we take action. Men are just like, you know, and I know I'm generalizing and I know I could be skewered for what I'm saying, but this is, these are the women that I'm, that I'm, that I've been coaching for 20 years. This is who I am. You know, sometimes we need to think about and talk about, and then if something goes wrong, we need a soft place to land and, and, cry if we have to. And I don't want to portray us as a place where women come to cry and grow their businesses. That's not at all like it. I mean, they're like they're women who are making $50,000 a month mm. uh, who weren't making that a year and a half ago. Like this is a serious thing because they're getting both. So I do believe in, in being going with the grain. And then when we need to, we go into our masculine and we do the thing here and we push and we launch and we, this and we that and then we remember to come back come back yeah and that's why so so that's when very in alignment with nature it's exactly. kind of seasonal it's very rest and and also Michael. the parasympathetic nervous system it's very like, intuitive yeah. when you and i were first talking um I was saying, you were saying, you know, you've created a multiple seven figure business and i said yes and i take more vacation than most people yes that's, that, that's interesting because, and is that your time 
to rest? Do you find that you get the biggest insights or the next growth idea or, or kind of clarity around your business and how you're going to move it on when you're having that period away? Because I know you were also sharing with me that you you unplug when you do this, right? I completely unplug. And that's the thing. Some people are resentful because um, I've I've just spent three weeks out of the office. I just came back yesterday. Um, Two weeks were on vacation with my my husband and my three kids. Uh, We were in the south of France, uh, a a couple of hours outside of Toulouse in this gorgeous house and a week in Provence. And then I stayed a third week with my my long-term women business clients who came to spend a week with me in my Provence house, my happy place in the world, and for a program called Bolt Heart Life, and we mapped out their extraordinary life, uh, and, and fantastic. That's three weeks, and I don't check email. Right, so you're completely unplugged. I'm like 99 You're off the grid, aren't you? That's the thing. I'm off the grid. Now, some people are saying, why didn't you respond to my email? I, this is what I do, and I, I'm unapologetic about that, Angela. Um, I have uh, one of the things that we teach in the, in the Bold Heart Business Program is about boundaries and getting one's needs met. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I really believe that depletion, energy depletion, is the worst thing that can happen for business. If you don't fill the oil lamp back up fully, it will not shine. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Uh, nutrition, uh, yes, uh, getting your personal needs met, yes, getting sleep, yes, getting exercise, uh, and also setting massive boundaries. Um, other people's priorities are not necessarily my priorities. And I get how rude that can sound. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. But I, it's true. It's you wouldn't be able to serve at this level if you made everyone else's priorities your own. I think that's the thing. And it's so easy, isn't it, to get caught up in your day going from one thing to another or one crisis. I remember I was, you know, when I was a corporate lawyer in the city before I came to this and there was a partner in this, you know, multinational law firm. And every time you walked into his office, he was like, I'm, you know, fielding a fire, I'm solving a crisis. And it was just one crisis to the next. But it, it's no more effective, in fact, less effective you know, the reason he did that is either because he didn't delegate enough, didn't have enough systems, or he thrives on significance that comes from being the rescuer. Uh, yes, that's true. Some people do, I think. Right. However, you can get to rescuer fatigue or um, what do we call it? Compassion fatigue. Sometimes people who have their own business and they're like, oh, I've got to, I've got to be there for the client. I've got to hold their hand. If they, if they don't work with me personally, they won't get results. That is not meeting the client's needs. That's mean, meeting your needs for significance. That's mm-hmm. all ego. And I know because I was there and I overcame it. And the whole idea is to really look at your needs and look at their needs and just being like, what am I getting? If I'm, if I'm putting their needs before mine, how am I getting fed by that? And it's usually significance. It's usually I'm the rescuer, I'm the hero, and all, all of that. Um, in, in the leverage track of the Bold Heart um, business program, there's a whole two day on how to leverage your time. And most people are like, roll their eyes, like, oh, time management. I'm like, do not underestimate me ever. <laughs> this is not about managing your time. Yes, it's about using your time, not for putting out fires, but instead for 
exponential growth activities. And these are the exponential growth activities that'll take you to multiple six and seven figures, all that. And then there's also the people pleasing. Uh, it is absolutely fascinating. Even seven figure women business owners who you look at and, and you may see them on social media and all that, they have such deep people pleasing um, addiction that they will drop their whole lives evenings, weekends, everything to take care of other people at the expense of their own health, their own downtime, their own children and spouses. And so a big part of growing is actually to get your needs met. And that is to no longer need to people, please. Mm -hmm. Much boundaries. boundaries okay. I could write a book on boundaries. It's yeah. You really should. Probably should. <laughs> so with your, in terms of like boundaries, do you also use that for routines? Like what does a day in the life of Fabian look like or even a week? Are you very strict with certain things will happen on certain days? Do you time block activities? Do you have a, you know, morning and evening routine? Because, you know, you've generated this phenomenal success at the same time as taking care of yourself, not just your body, but your mind as well, mm. which is everything that I talk about in high performance health. How, how have you done that? How does your day or work? So, so what I had to do 20 years ago is different from what I'm, what I did 10 years ago. And it's different from what I'm doing now mm -hmm. uh, in all transparency. So um, in the beginning, I had, and I actually came back to it a few times, but it was like, I need to get focused. So uh, da, 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 I wake up at seven or whatever, 6.30, and I had this daily breakout. It's actually still in some of my programs, the how I structured my entire day to fit in marketing, to fit in networking and following up, to fit in clients, to fit in, you know, lunch, family time, working yeah. out, all of that. Okay. There was that. Um, then I went to this period of getting up, doing the miracle morning and getting up at super early hours and uh, always by putting a pause button on the things that were not going to directly get me to my goal. Uh, frankly, I have a team of 30 now, so I'm very well supported. I'm not uh, bragging. I'm saying that's in your future too, everyone who's listening, if you, if you want it. And I recommend that you be very well supported. So now it's a little bit different. I use the same daily breakout, but I use it a little bit differently in the sense that I build in feminine time. Then I go into my masculine. Then I go into my feminine, masculine, feminine. So this is what it looks like. Interesting. Yeah. I, live in, I live in Paris now. We've been living here for almost three years. Even though my clients are all over, I fly to the U.S. five times a year. I do events in the U.K. I do um, programs in Paris for my long-term clients uh, from 8.10. So that's when my children leave to go to school until 9.30 is feminine time. Uh, this is reading, journaling, going to the open air market, talking to a friend on the phone. I'll make a date to talk to a friend. Uh, usually my friends in the UK uh, at, you know, 8, 10, 8, yeah. 11, you know, um, I will dance, I will whatever, whatever, okay. journal, read, shop, talk, meditate, whatever. So this is also accessing your creative side as well, right? That feminine side is... I'm inviting divine yeah. guidance, okay. I'm tapping into my creative chakra. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, all of that. 
I, I know that the balance is necessary for a happy life. Yeah. At 9.30, I get to work. I've got my Asana, my Slack, my daily task list. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Lunchtime, two hours. Two hours. Two hours. 12 you to nap. What's that? Do you nap after lunch? Sometimes, but it can be like today, for example. So my father's 87. Wow. He's 88. He just turned 88. And he lives in Paris. And so I went to the open air market and I bought groceries and I bought all his favorite foods. And then I went to his house, his apartment, and I made him lunch. And we had the loveliest time. How nice. Then I came back for this. Um, I'll say this. You want fulfillment? You find a way to prioritize the things that you would regret if you didn't. Mm. I know I don't have a lot of time with him. Yes, that's true. That's uh, I could say, I could say, and you know, maybe some of my team members will say, but Fabienne, we have a launch happening in two weeks. Yeah, the launch will wait and no small children will bleed if I have my lunch with my father. Yeah. And then I come back. Well, until when the kids are home. Yep, the kids are well home. I have a, a, a nanny who comes yeah. just for an hour and a half. I have two teenagers and a nine-year-old. So okay. the two teenagers just go to their rooms and do their homework <laughs> and, you know, see them. Yeah. do their thing. Um, and, then, and then I make a lovely dinner, three, four-course dinner every night. I Simplified, simplified, right? It sounds like, what are you doing? Are you bragging? Is this for real? No, I'm making a steamed vegetable with, with a vinaigrette. I'm making a little something and then I'm making a fruit or a cheese or something like that but like I'm getting all the five flavors all the five um what do you call them according to uh ancient Chinese medicine the, the five tastes okay all those because that's balance okay so everything's centered around balance everything is centered around balance and around nature mm-hmm. so do you eat seasonally as well pardon do you eat seasonally as well Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, right now in Paris, asparagus, rhubarb, and strawberries are coming into season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't buy, I, I never, uh, tomatoes are coming out. I'm, I'm, that's all we're eating these days. Mm-hmm. I do not buy strawberries in December. Ever, 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 ever. I buy what's local. And what's happening now? And I eat it for two weeks straight. And then, and then the, the nectarines will come out this summer. And then the late August, the, the figs and will come out. And, and then in, in, the, in the autumn, you know, your, your butternut squashes and all of your, your kale and all of that will come out. We absolutely eat seasonally. I believe in that so, so much. Yeah, I do as well. I, I believe in that. And I think a lot of people don't realize what a difference it makes, but we have all these imported products and actually they're not, they're not necessarily designed for where we're living either. Cause you know, in, in winter, for example, in France and in the UK, those root vegetables are just wonderfully grounding and warming as we come in, in the autumn through into the winter. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. But it's just, it's very interesting the way you've got this common thread of, of balance through everything that you do. Um, 
I think that brings sustainability in your business, but also a really high quality of life. I know some people would say, I'd be bored if I had asparagus every three or four days but for two weeks, but then you don't have it again. So it's like, it's Christmas. We have presents yes. for two weeks. Yeah. And then, okay, no more presents until another year from now. I, there is something really exciting. Uh, I cannot wait for Mirabelle season, which is these tiny little yellow plums that come out in summer. My, whole, my kids cannot wait for the quetch plums to come out this summer like we are we were looking for them throughout the year and like meaning we're looking forward to them and then we're so excited I, I think I think it teaches also a lot about business in the sense of not having immediate gratification all the time and just uh, one of the things I, I've been saying for 20 years to our members um, about growing your business is the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. Mm. And, and sometimes women get really impatient. What's happening now? Like, whoa, Nellie, whoa, you just planted yeah. the seed. Have some patience. Um, one of the spiritual laws that I talk about is the law of gestation. Okay. Which is imagine, I mean, you have children, I have children. Wow. Um, imagine that the seed has been planted. You don't want to see that baby too soon. No. You want to wait the full nine months. Mm -hmm. And the universe is like that too. And marketing is like that too. And if you don't honor nature, but nature takes time to bring that client to you, takes time to bring that asparagus to you, takes time to bring that, that ideal love to you, takes time to bring you the six figures, you know, the 10 K a month and, and all of that. I think, in our industry, uh, there are a lot of people who, who hawk promises like, you know, you'll, you'll make 10K today. And it's like, okay, but have you been around long enough? Do you, do you have clarity in your marketing message? Have you been putting the seeds in the soil for a long time? Have you been weeding? Have you been watering? Have you been giving it sunshine? Um, there are a lot of false promises out there. We, we teach, we're going to get you to 10K a month in 12 to 24 months, depending on when you started your business. Practically guaranteed. We'll get you to multiple six figures and seven figures. It takes about three to five years. Other people are saying, I'll get you there in a year. Okay. You go and try that. That's just not the way it works. It's not, it's not sustainable either, is it? That's the thing. And I always think you, you're going to make mistakes in the beginning. Like I needed when I started scale, then you, you send out like the wrong email goes out or something. It's way better that you're testing out all these systems on a smaller audience than it is trying to like have it all at once. And as you say, nature and the universe, I very much believe in the same sense of spirituality as you will bring that to you when you're ready and you have to be open to receiving it, but you can't rush it. Exactly. And sometimes the universe wants your skin to be a little bit tougher. Yeah. So we'll take some sandpaper. Mm -hmm. sometimes give you experiences that don't feel so good but it's smoothing you out mm -hmm. and that law of gestation that law of, I'll call it I've never called it this before but that law of preparation sometimes you're being prepared the person you are today I'm not necessarily speaking to you but the person you are today is may not be the person who's at seven figures because you need to be prepared first you need to have the knowledge, the, the spiritual strength, the mental strength, the, the agility to handle 
what I call keyboard confidence, you know, those trolls mm -hmm. online who say things that they wouldn't say to somebody in person. You, you need to be prepared for the big leagues. And it's important to not rush it. It's a process, it. isn't it? And it's a journey. It's, you a journey. it's a journey. You wouldn't have a toddler run a marathon. They've only just learned to walk. And but, it's but in our overly toxic masculine way of being raised, mm -hmm. immediacy and immediate gratification trumps all, especially in America where I spent 36 years. I'm half American. Yeah. And that, that is not sustainable and it creates massive imbalance and um, uh, massive frustration because people say, I want it now. I started my business three months ago. I want the six figures now. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You can have it at what price? Why don't you learn how to do it? It's almost like I, I, I went to the French Culinary Institute in New York many, many years ago in my 20s. And um, what they taught is first you learn all the rules of French cooking, then you can break them. Don't break them before. Interesting. What have you noticed in terms of living in Paris, how different it is culturally and also for your children growing up there? I don't, uh, you said you're half French, are you? So you're fa were your family already there? Yeah, um, my father's French and my mother was American. Okay, okay. Um, massive differences, Angela. Yeah, huge. Huge. Um, here, there's a, in Paris, in France, there is a culture of, uh, personal responsibility that does not exist. And I, I'm, 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 I love America. I'm half American. I will always be American. Mm -hmm. But th there, what I've noticed is like, you can do something. And if you don't feel like fulfilling your word or, or, or um, fulfilling on your promise, so be it. Um, uh, I, I don't really respect that. And I don't want, I didn't want my children to grow up that way. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we're here. Um, there, you don't really eat with the seasons. Mm -hmm. Here we do. And it's, again, there's a, a great, if you think about, if you think about the three things that, that um, France lives for, and this is not a, a campaign for France, this is just where I'm living right now and you asked me the question. Mm. Um, uh, égalité, liberté, fraternité, liberté, égalité, fraternité, liberty, is that we're each here to, it's like live and let live, right? Yeah. Um, uh, we're all equal, égalité. Uh, okay. And people, the reason people greet each other, bonjour madame, bonjour monsieur, au revoir madame, au revoir monsieur, is that was started so that we could, if I'm an ability and, and that person is not, we still greet each other equally by the way we greet uh, and fraternity. And mutual respect as well, because you're, yeah, yeah. I don't find that always. You know, some people say in the south of the U.S. that there's great civility. I think sometimes it's in the front, yes, but not always in the back. Mm -hmm. and, and then there are many things I prefer about America. Yeah, that's true, too. And then no, there's no place on earth that is better than another and no people on earth that are better than another. It's just where I, I choose to live right now for the personal responsibility and the civility and the how close we are to nature, even though I'm living in concrete. It's, uh, it's you're, in, you're in Paris. I'm in Paris. I'm yeah. in Saint-Germain. I've got Boulevard Saint-Germain in front of me and buses and stuff like that. But also a huge emphasis on 
the balance, right? You've got the concrete and you've got all these trees right in front of me, just like. Yeah, so you've got both again. Yeah, that's interesting. And do you, so do you make time in terms of your spiritual practice? Do you make time to meditate every day? Is that like a daily practice? Um, do you have a routine or? I have, I have, it's, it's part of my being in my feminine. And sometimes for me, meditating is when I'm journaling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's when I'm cooking because I go into deep meditation, uh, not deep meditation, but I, it's a meditative state for me to be cooking. I cook every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and all weekend long, uh, dancing is a meditation for me. Uh, many things are a meditation, and then I also meditate. But my med- if you ask somebody who has a s- deep meditation practice that's 20 minutes in the morning, 20 in the evening, that's not how I go about it. Mm-hmm. But I respect, and, and one day I will be there. I just do, I connect with source in other ways. Yeah, and being mindful, I guess, being present as well in the moment. And what's the kind of ethos or mantra that you live by? Do you have something that's kind of the guiding principle for you? Um, in business, I have one uh, that I've been saying. I have two. Uh, one that I've been saying to myself uh, for forever. Uh, it's a strong focus now creates a different future later. A strong I like that. you later. And, um, and the thing that I, oh my gosh, I have several I can share with you. One that I even wove into our marriage vows. Um, the, the second one, and this is this quote of mine. If you, if you do, if you go onto uh, Instagram and do ha- uh, hashtag Fabian Fredrickson, okay. um, you'll see it has been, it has gone viral. Uh, it's in thousands of t- many thousands of times um, reposted, m- maybe even more than that. Ivanka Trump, people in the news in the U.S. Uh, all so many times. It's the things that you are passionate about are not random; they are your calling. It's yeah, in shop windows. I like that. Yeah, it's in shop windows, engraved in shop windows. People have had it tattooed on themselves. It's really amazing. Uh, it's in books and stuff like that. And um, and the the simple one that I wove into our marriage vows uh, 17, 18 years ago is um, what you uh, what you focus on manifests itself. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Simple, but. Simple, but very true. I just celebrated my 18th wedding anniversary, actually. Yeah, just this weekend. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's very true. Um, oh, it's been amazing talking to you. I just want to, um, just kind of before we finish up, just talk to you a little bit more about, because you mentioned about how you love to take time off away from your business. And you seem, you know, you have a wonderful family and I see you post on about your family and show the things you're doing on Instagram. Um, how have you managed to combine that strong family life with growing such a phenomenal business at the same time? Because your children are still teenagers, you're saying, and age nine. So if you look back on the last kind of 15 years, you've still, you've seen tremendous growth while having a family. How have you managed that? It's all about support. Okay. It's all about understanding that you can't do it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I always looked at what is the most amount of support that I can afford at this moment. Mm-hmm. 
So everything from um, when I first had my daughter, Claire, 16 and a half years ago, I got a nanny at $15 an hour. And I paid her, I forget how much, was it 800? I don't even remember how much it was, but I paid myself less. Like I wasn't even making that much, but I believed in getting support with her. Now she was in the other room most of the time. So mm-hmm. I could pop in and get my snuggles and my kisses. And then Lily, her nanny would take her for a walk and do whatever. Um, but I got the support and then I got the housekeeper, if only for two hours, you know, a month. Mm-hmm. And then it became two hours every two weeks and two hours uh, a week. And then there was a point at which we don't need it now because now I put my teenagers to work. But yeah. Oh, you want you want to play video games? <laughs> Here's the lesson you have. Every why you can only go on if you've done that. I need to do more of that with mine. In fact, last night we set up a new one. I said. Uh, because we eat properly every night, tablecloth, beautiful, you know, everything. And I said, the new rule is that you don't go to bed until tomorrow night's dinner table is set. So, oh, wow. It was, that was a game changer that happened last night. But the idea, and then getting help at work and, and first, uh, you know, a virtual assistant five hours a month mm-hmm. because that's all I could afford. And I would have her track her time and say, Tell me when we're at four. Just tell me because I can't go over five hours a month. You know, that's all I could afford. Mm-hmm. And then 10 hours a month. And then it was about several virtual assistants and then building a team. And then my husband came on board and he runs the whole business. And um, it's, it, you know what it comes down to? It's so funny, Angela. We have not talked about this, but these, this is what I stand for most in the world is self-worth. Mm. And so self-belief, right? So you completely believed to do that effectively and pay your nanny more. You had to have that, that belief that you were going to do this and you were going to get your message out to the world. And even more so, even more so, yes to the self-belief, even more so self-worth. I am worthy of the, this is one, one of the things we teach in the leverage your team activator of the leverage program is you are, worth, you are worth the highest level support available. Mm-hmm. And I see people at a scale of one to 10, I say, you know that person that you're unhappy with? Um, where is she on a, four, a scale of uh, one to 10? 10 being rock star and one being, ah, they should fire her right away. She's a four. Why did you hire a four? Oh, I'm trying to save some money or I didn't think I could find anything better. Or, and it's always a deserving issue. It's always a, you're going to put, Whatever issue before your sense of self-worth, if you have this belief that I deserve nothing less than absolutely everything, then you don't accept anything less than absolutely everything. Yeah. So maybe you'll hire a person who's a nine out of 10, but not the four out of 10, not a six out of 10. And this is the, it's the self-worth, the deserving, the self-love, loving yourself enough to hire well. And hiring well does not always mean hiring expensive. It just means having a higher standard for what you will not settle for. Mm -hmm. And so when you have the right support of home and the right support at work, 
you can do anything. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Authenticity, integrity, and love. You don't look down your nose at the people who work for you at work or work for you at home. They are your collaborators. They make everything happen. So you treat them really well. You treat them authentically. You treat them lovingly with a ton of integrity. And that's how people stay with you for five, six years, et cetera. Where they, they're, they're, they're like, I'm a lifer. Same thing with clients. When you treat them with authenticity, integrity, and love, uh, I had uh, two clients in Provence this week said, yeah, I'm a lifer. I'm never leaving. You know, of course, I know that they'll leave and they may leave in two years. It's fine. But just the fact that they'll think that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because you're doing the right thing. And because you're at the end of the day, you're servicing their, their higher need for them to grow. Whereas I think a lot of people in business focus on the front end and then they're always looking for new clients because they're not looking at it as a long term relationship. Um, because as we were saying, it's a journey. It doesn't matter whether that's fitness, that's health, that's business. Everything is a journey, isn't it? And you want to take them on that journey. That's it. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I just, I want to link to the things that we've spoken about. So I'm going to be linking into all of those in the show notes. Um, and I wanted to ask you, you mentioned your book that's coming out. When is that coming out? It's probably coming out within the next oh, two months, but I do have a free book that's available. Okay. It's available as a download before I publish it. It's called uh, How to Make Twice as Much Working Half the Time. Oh, I love that title. It's available on the website um, uh, on goldheart.com. It's right on the homepage. And that's going to become my next book, but I've, we figured we would make it available for free for the time being. So if somebody's in business and they want to make twice as I much, that. But you know, the spiritual way, the authentic way, the integrative way, the loving way. Yeah, absolutely. But I think a lot of people don't realize that those things are in alignment. They almost see them as separate, but they're not. Um, It's just money is energy, isn't it? It's being rewarded effectively for the value that you're giving. That's exactly Um, right. It's a reward. Yeah. And you shared so much on this. It's been amazing to speak to you. And I really value your openness. And I'll be linking to all of this, as I say, in the show notes. People can go to AngelaFosterPerformance.com forward slash Fabian and you'll find everything there um, and a link through to your website and your download and your programs. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. Really. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.